Sure, America's had its share of traitors. No, I'm not talking about people accused of being traitors like the people from January 6th that were protesting the U.S. government and were eventually led into the Capitol building by the Capitol Police, but then called traitors. They're just people who are sick of crazy government, like we all are, and that is not treason. No, I'm not even talking about guys like Edward Snowden, who informed the American people just how naughty their government was being with the rights and privacy of American people. He's a hero. I'm not even talking about Hanoi Jane. Yes, the actress Jane Fonda. During the Vietnam War, she made propaganda recordings for the North Vietnamese Army. That was something a traitor would do, but because some of us believe in the First Amendment, I'm not going to consider her a traitor for that. It's slimy, idiotic, and it probably should be embarrassing for her. But hey, to each your own. Know what I'm talking about are people who are actual traitors. People who betrayed the trust of the American people as a whole and betrayed the intent and purpose of the Constitution. Welcome to the upcoming American Revolution podcast, the most important podcast of our current lives and times. I'm your host, Kali, and this podcast we discuss the who, what, why, and how of America's next civil uprising. Subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Based on the analytics, we've identified that we've likely been shadow banned or at least dehighlighted. Thank you for finding this podcast, and I hope I can give you something to think about. Visit the upcomingrevolution.com for more information, to contact me, or to submit a question. Robert Hansen comes to mind. He was a former FBI agent who spied for the Russian intelligence services for more than two decades. Some accounts say that from 1979 through about 2001, he helped the Soviet Union and later the Russian intelligence services protect their spies and other espionage assets within the United States government from detection. He was an obvious traitor. Or how about Aldrich Ames? He was also an actual traitor. He worked for the Central Intelligence Agency until he was identified as a double agent for the Russians in 1994. After exposing over 100 CIA agents, more than a dozen somehow died prematurely of old age, poison, choking, accidents, and unfortunate extra holes in their bodies, according to those in the know. Obviously, he was a traitor to the United States. But there's one standout. Benedict Arnold. He's the guy. He has been American traitor number one since about 1779. He's the traitor bee's knees. He was not only the first high-level American government traitor, but his douchebaggery is still unparalleled in American traitor folklore today. If you ask modern Americans who've not failed out of school to name an American traitor, you'll likely hear the one name, Benedict Arnold. During the Revolutionary War, he was a Continental General, and after taking command of West Point, he began systematically weakening the fort. He ignored needed repairs. He refused to order required supplies. He even sold some of the fortress's food, supplies, and ammunition on the black market. He took money from the British with the goal of manufacturing the defeat of strategically located West Point. His plot was exposed by George Washington loyalists. He was then captured and while being transported to George Washington himself, where he was likely going to receive an unfortunate lynching, he somehow escaped his captors and fled. 
For his treachery against the Continental Americans, the British made Benedict Arnold a British general and gave him a unit to command. He then began attacking and killing American forces directly. That is a real, legit traitor right there. So to become America's new number one traitor and to unseat Benedict Arnold, someone would have to really do something heinous. They'd need to recognize that to be a traitor of consequence, they'd have to do a couple things. One, pose a threat. And two, justify their treachery. Here's what I mean. To be a first-rate scoundrel, they'd have to pose an actual threat. They must be an insider. This is why most effective traitors work for governments, because to be a traitor worthy of legend, one must first be in a position to actually do damage to those they betray. To be a traitor whose treachery does no damage is merely to be a complainer, or to be someone the modern American government will label a conspiracy theorist. You'd just be talking but would pose zero threat to anyone, so why would anyone care if you're a traitor? Why would they even bother? The second thing you got to do is justify your treachery. Traitors commit treason either for the money or because of ideology. Obviously, most traitors do it for the money, but it is those who do it for ideology that generally pose the greatest risk because they actually believe in their causes and are willing to die for their beliefs. So with all of this said, who could possibly seize the number one traitor slot and have their name be more shitty than Benedict Arnold? Who will future Americans look back at and declare as the worst traitor in American history? The new American number one traitor is U.S. President <coughs> Joseph Joe Biden. Okay, okay, okay. Don't get your panties all twisted up. Some of you may think it's unfair. Some of you would say that he's a duly elected <coughs> president, and he's just doing president stuff. Remember, people accuse the last president of far greater treasonous act for doing far less. But let's discuss Biden. Yes, most traders do trader stuff partially for the money. It's a requirement that a trader has an escape plan, and he, she will need money to fund that escape. Only the most delusional traders would imagine that they can sell out their country forever without any escape plan. Aldrich Ames and Robert Hansen recognized that they'd likely be killed if discovered, but both collected and stashed money away for their eventual escapes. But the money always works against traders. There's always a trail of payments. Just like most traders, and exactly like Benedict Arnold, Biden is doing it for the money in part. He is enriching himself and his family through his treachery. Biden and his family have made lots of money through their crooked dealings in Ukraine alone. Let's leave out the other countries they're pulling money from, specifically China. Joe, his brother, and his son Hunter have become multimillionaires. It's so bad that Hunter was assigned to a board of a Ukrainian oil company without ever working in the oil industry or speaking Ukrainian. His appointment was based upon his dad's position as the vice president of the United States. And Joe Biden was getting half of that money, if we're to believe Hunter Biden, even though he was a crackhead at the time that he said it. Now, obviously, we can recognize that Audra James and Robert Hansen ignored the wishes of the American people as they sold out their country. It is normal for traders to think their opinions matter more than that of others by nature. 
Traitors may generally be either sociopaths or psychopaths who have zero empathy for others, including a society. They can ignore and compartmentalize the values of an entire society if they can derive benefit for themselves. Even if a traitor thought an act by someone else was wrong, if that traitor were to do the very same act, they would justify their actions based upon how the ends justify the means. Here's an example. If Hitler or Saddam Hussein, I always love using dictator names like that, were to imprison people who protested them in a government building, Joe Biden would say that was evil. But if Joe Biden imprisoned people who protested him in a government building, he'd call it justice. He sees a distinction that does not exist. Curiously, that actually happened. That is January 6th in Washington, D.C. But let's go back and compare Joe Biden to Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold weakened the defenses of West Point, while Joe Biden is weakening the defenses of the entire country. He's doing so on the United States border. He's doing it to the point he's effectively opened the southern U.S. border to millions of illegal aliens from around the world. The executive branch has all but stopped enforcing immigration laws against people invading sovereign U.S. territory. That is worse than what Benedict Arnold ever did alone. Where Benedict Arnold could only destroy the effectiveness of the military forces under his command, Joe Biden as president is the commander of all U.S. forces. Biden also ordered U.S. military to leave billions of dollars of aircraft, equipment, guns, and ammo in Afghanistan during a withdrawal that could have been delayed so equipment could be removed. Instead, there can be little doubt that many of those resources will be used against America or its allies in the future. That's what a traitor would do. Biden is damaging the country both for the money and the ideology. But it is the ideology of those who surround and advise him. They are willing to use a man who is obviously going a little senile to put in place policies that they believe in, but it won't matter for them. It is Joe Biden that will be remembered as the number one traitor since he's the president. His advisors are leading him down their ideological paths. Not only is Biden letting illegals in, but he's paying for their travel throughout our country. He's giving them money, phones, and charter flights as they break our laws. Those illegal aliens are getting more from the U.S. government than most Americans are getting from their own government. All of the traitors who are advising Biden will likely get a pass on this one. Biden has also chosen to ignore the concerns of many Americans of a crooked election, mostly because the crooked election benefited him. He gladly ignores the concerns of election fraud throughout the country and chooses to believe he got more votes than his immediate predecessors, Trump and Obama. The worst thing a traitor might do, Biden is also doing. A traitor would do nothing while his government destroys its currency by printing billions of dollars out of thin air, causing the price of food, energy, and fuel to skyrocket. Inflation is increasing, Americans' lives and debts are becoming more expensive while their savings are becoming less valuable. While all of this is occurring, Biden chooses to declare an Antoinettean let-them-eat-cake. But it all makes sense, really. Biden is a higher-level government official than General Arnold was, and as such, he can naturally do more damage to the country than Benedict Arnold could. 
Congratulations, Joe Biden. You are now the number one trader in American history. Let us pray the last name Biden will be struck from the world in the same way the last name Hitler has been. Just as it did for Benedict Arnold, may history bestow upon Joe Biden the legacy he so rightly deserves. Well, that's all I wanted to discuss with you on this episode. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you spending time with me. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe as this channel is shadow banned. We see the analytics, but if you want the evidence of shadow banning, go type in the name of this podcast into your favorite search engine and see what comes up. We're going to keep producing episodes because we believe it is a relevant and important topic. So subscribe now. Subscribe now to the upcoming American Revolution podcast if this sort of discussion makes you think and you'd like to hear this mix of political commentary applied over historical context and laid over practical issues related to a civil conflict. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. And as always, subscribing is free.